Hello, and welcome to My Bright Idea, the stories behind successful small businesses. I'm your host, Cameron Glenar. I'm going to take you back to early January 2021. It was a Sunday morning, and my wife and I were getting ready to go out for the day, and the local news was playing on the background. And I hear the name of the town right next door to mine, really like a three-minute drive away. And my ears perk up because I live in the suburbs of South Orange County in California, and it's not often our little towns make the news. So they're talking with a woman who created an app, and the whole purpose of this app is to help restaurants keep afloat during the pandemic. Because As we all know, the stay-at-home orders had a devastating impact on restaurants. A lot of them had to close their doors forever. And I just thought it was so awesome that somebody in my local community did this. So when somebody from her company reached out to me last week with interest of sharing their story on this podcast, I was beside myself. I was like, yes, please, today, let's do this. It's one of those stories that restores your faith in humanity. And Lord knows, we need that. So I can't wait. Let's get to it. Ladies and gentlemen, Sarah Ely. Sarah, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Cameron. I appreciate it. I am really excited to have you here because you created an app that has people talking. And it's not the the function of the app, really. It's the story behind it. It's why you created it, the heart behind it that really I feel like is it's that's the really special thing here. But first, before we talk about that, you have another business. It's your bread and butter, if you will. It's it's what enabled you to create this app, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So I um my partner and I have a software development company called Agilient and we specialize in websites web applications, and custom mobile apps for small to medium-sized businesses. So that's kind of what we do for a business. That's a good business to be in because I'll tell you, I've tried to create a couple of websites here and there, and I just cannot wrap my head around it. And I'm not even trying to do coding. It's just I, it's, I don't know what I'm doing. So I'm glad that businesses like yours exist. Yeah, absolutely. We started... Agilient to really help bring technology and technology efficiencies and online presence to businesses that maybe haven't done it in the past or really needed some kind of upgrade. That was the whole point of starting Agilient. How did you find the niche for that? How did you uh, come up with the idea? Yeah, well, my, my partner and I have both worked for, you know, large corporate type companies for many, many years. And we saw these very large companies really use technology to become even larger and more profitable while small businesses and you know things in our neighborhood and in our communities really weren't leveraging technology like they could and really kind of struggled in many different ways and so we thought you know what is a good way to really kind of come out and and be able to start up a company to really target these small to medium-sized businesses so they can leverage technology the way these big, huge, you know, Fortune 100 companies are. And what kind of education did you have to enable you to do this? I have um, an engineering degree from Purdue University um, and a background kind of around, um, you know, engineering and and, um, 
process engineering as well as coding. And then I have worked in many different large companies, most recently with a SaaS company, a uh, software as a service, a subscription-based SaaS company. And so that kind of knowledge base really got me into what I'm doing today. Yeah, coding is something that it's it's like a foreign language to me. I hear a lot of times it's like an art, but for me, it's just numbers and letters and I don't even know what I'm looking at when it comes to it's it's almost like binary code for me it's just I I don't get it so yeah that's that's really good that you have that knowledge because gosh when when you're able to harness that it's like the world is your oyster especially in today with technology nowadays yeah technology really runs you know many many things that we all do today and like I said not everybody's really able to take advantage of it so I really love to be able to go in and really explain sometimes, like you said, complicated type issues and, and, and solutions in a very, very easy way that business owners truly understand. So at the start of your company, when um, you created it with your partner, how many clients did you have on board right away? I was just thinking, you know, we're about four years old, four years young, I should say in our business. And we really didn't start with a whole lot of, of clients and a whole lot of traction, you know, early on. And within, you know, a few months or so, we started seeing that clients really resonated with what we were trying to do. And, you know, we started with just one or two clients early on with some web applications and some complicated type website presence. And then from there, we've just grown very steadily in that software side of business. Um, last year in 2020, our business actually transferred very nicely to a pandemic type situation. Um, you know, our employees are able to work from home very easily and code, as well as people that maybe never touched or thought about technology or online presence before 2020 all of a sudden realized that it was super important to become, be online and to utilize some sorts of platforms that they've never even thought of before. So our website and web application and our custom mobile app business really expanded last year during pandemic. You know what? In fact, I remember Thanksgiving last year, my family, we were all sitting around the table talking about what we're grateful for. And one of the things that I mentioned mm -hmm. is technology because it it got us through that. It, my, it got my son through school. It enables uh, myself and my wife to work from home. And it's, mm -hmm. it's just one of these things that I, I don't want to say that we took it for granted prior to the pandemic, but I think that we realized how useful it is in our lives. Absolutely. I mean, just think about what happened not only professionally last year, which is what I've been talking about is, you know, all of a sudden, no one's watching TV commercials anymore. So what's another way to connect with your potential customers is maybe social media advertising, and that's different. But then beyond professional and business, just like what you said, what about the personal side of things? All of a sudden, I'm reconnecting with high school and college friends on a weekly Zoom call that we've never done before 2020. Um, and now we're starting to do it more and more. I'm with you. I'm I'm very grateful and thankful for technology. I'm thankful for being able to order my groceries online 
and not have to expose, um, you know, me or family member inside a grocery store. Um, but also to that connection, we're able to keep our kids in school when maybe we wouldn't have been before. So I think technology really has kept our, our society moving forward and we'll never, things will never be the same again. And I take it all of your employees, uh, well, you said that they were able to transition and work from home. Uh, were you able to keep all of them mm -hmm. on board during the pandemic? Yes, absolutely. And we actually have even been hiring um, more employees, which I think a lot of technology companies have been doing also. Um, so like I said, I mean, to really be able to do what we can do when it comes to the talents that we have, we can do from almost anywhere. Yeah. And actually, I never really thought about this before. But, you know, think about companies like Twitter, who they essentially just close down their offices. And, and I read that they're going to just let employees stay home inevitably. There is less overhead now for these companies. And I imagine for you, too, because, you know, if you don't have to lease the computers and the office space and all of this, it really enables you to hire on more people. So is that something that you found as well for your company? Yeah, absolutely. Expenses for our company have shifted, I think is a good way to say, too, yeah. um, where we're, you know, maybe, like you said, not paying lease or rental um in a location like we were, but we're able to then, you know, be able to support our employees' internet at home, be able to give them different types of, you know, ergonomic type, um, you know, desks and chairs and stuff at home and be able to do some stuff and shift expenses definitely around a little bit differently. So I want to, I want to ask about your clients. You mentioned that, you know, your business is growing. What type of clientele primarily serve? Yeah, well, really with our, you know, software side of our business and our, you know, websites and web applications and stuff, we can really service any type of industry. Um, I always say that my clients are the expert in what they know. Um, and then I'm the technology expert. So, I mean, really last year we saw a huge influx of different attorneys wanting to update websites that had not been updated in years and years. Um, and some new like CPAs and accountants actually came in and updated websites. Um, so we have quite a few different professional services that just realized that they had gotten their websites out of date and needed a kind of refresh and redesign to get things looking better. Interesting. And do you, do you ever have any individuals just like a lone podcaster out there that wants to build their website? You know, I haven't actually had a podcaster per <laughs> se, but I do have, I did have somebody um, that, you know, wanted to sell some exercise equipment. They saw the market last year for home exercise equipment, and we were able to build an e-commerce website for him last year that he could then, you know, capitalize on the at-home workouts even more so. Um, so I have lots of fun entrepreneurs I'm able to work with that are able to, you know, see some market, see some market share and be able to go out and grab it. That's great. It sounds like things are going well with Agilian. And like I said earlier, it's what enabled you to create this awesome app, right? Do you want to tell us about that? Yes. So, um, you know, my company, we created... Curb and Go with a K, K-U-R-B, Curb and Go, um, 
last year during the pandemic, really what happened was, you know, my, you know, my partners, and I looked at each other and we thought, you know, gosh, our business transfers really nicely um, during a global pandemic kind of situation. But we knew not every business fared quite as well as we did, especially the restaurant industry. I think we all have our hearts go out to the restaurants um, in our neighborhood. And so besides just ordering carry out and feeding my family um, from my local restaurants, I thought, you know, what else could we do to really help, you know, these restaurants and these, you know, in my community here in my backyard. And so we thought, oh, well, we can code. So we created Curb and Go to really give these restaurants an alternative to the other online ordering apps that are out there that are quite pricey for them um, and really cut into their revenue heavily. And we created Curb and Go and we are offering it to restaurants absolutely free of charge, no obligation to just really help drive their, their business even better during a pandemic type situation. That's amazing. And you mentioned that it's pricey for the restaurants, but also for the customers as well. And, you know, I, I remember, yeah. I, I think it was at the beginning of the pandemic, I used one of those apps to have dinner delivered to my house. And it, I believe it was about a $30 bill. But in the end, it cost about $50. And I'm like, oh, wow, where are all these charges coming from? And even for the businesses and the and the customers, to not be charged these fees at a time like this is just, it's really important. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like you said, not only are the restaurants usually paying anywhere from 20 to 40% of each bill back to these online ordering apps. Um, also too, like you said, the, the customers are paying quite a bit of money also on that side. And Curb and Go is free to the restaurants and also there it's completely free to the customers there's no cost at all that's amazing so at the launch of the app did you advertise at all how did you let businesses or restaurants know about it yeah so funny enough we just kind of started here like you said just right here in our just back backyard communities um you know our favorite places right around just just where we live and then slowly it started to gain traction. We got our first customers, you know, right in like September of last year. And slowly since then, we've just started to gain by word of mouth traction. And now we have over a hundred restaurants on the app. So right from the get-go, did you just walk into restaurants and say, hey, I created this app. Would you like to be a part of it? Absolutely. That's exactly how we did it. Um, we kind of just walked in we kind of said we put you know kind of did our bootstrap kind of method and just offered it said hey we're local we have this this app that we think would help you would you like to come on it can i show it to you can i get feedback from you all that kind of stuff and our restaurant partners have just been absolutely phenomenal um with you know taking a chance on an app they've never heard of and coming on and giving us feedback and keep making it better and then these restaurant owners go to their buddies down the street who has a restaurant and say, hey, you might want to try this out. That's exactly how this all started. It was just, like I said, the restaurant industry is, is very tight-knit. They know each other very well. And it just became kind of a word-of-mouth type um, kind of movement, almost revolution, 
um, where they're able to, like I said, tell their buddies that they're on this app. Um, you know, me and my, my partners, as well as, you know, some of our team members started going a little bit door to door, offering the app out there. You know, we advertise on social media and stuff like that, but it was mostly just word of mouth. And the news. Can't forget the news. <laughs> the news I, and, I won't forget it. Yes. The news in January, I'm just very, very grateful to KTLA and ABC7 and Fox News for, um, you know, offering to pick up my story and really be able to understand what we're trying to do to help the community. And it's just, I'm so, so ever grateful for the media to be able to allow me to come on and tell my story as well as to really advertise some of my, my restaurants that are on there too and get the, get a chance for them to tell their story because that has just been, that's gotten the word out very, very well for us. And we really catapulted in January to another level. We're in a suburb of Los Angeles where these news agencies are headquartered. Do you know how they found out about it? Was it word of mouth as well? So actually I reached out ah. um, on a Facebook type messenger. I'd seen, you know, I'm part of different neighborhood groups. I'm just a working mom like like many other people that are out there and I'm on neighborhood groups and I'm on different things and I saw somebody post that they're looking for human interest type COVID stories. Um, mostly around I think frontline workers and you know hospitals and and all the wonderful, wonderful frontline workers that have really put their um, you know lives on the line for everybody. But I just happened to reach out and said, hey, I have something a little bit different around a human interest type story and talked about the app and talked about what we were doing and helping the community. And um, like I said, KTLA just kind of latched on to it originally. And I'm grateful because the reporter as well as, you know, some of the editors and stuff came back to me and they said, Sarah, we had not really heard many tech companies, much less tech startups like you that have really done something like this to help out and reach out to the community. Anytime you hear something good happening in the world, people appreciate that and latch onto it and talk about it. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a really good thing. Yeah. And it's been just amazing, Cameron. Also that not only since I've been on the news, the restaurants are reaching out and wanting to come on the app and really so grateful for what we can offer them again for free. I've had so many what I consider users or just the everyday person out there reach out to me and want to help. They love, they, like you said, they love the story. They love what we're doing. And they said, you know, what can I do to help? What can I do, you know, to be able to get out your word and like the outreach, outreach from the community all the way Orange County where, where I'm located, LA County, Riverside County. There are people are re reaching out all over the place because, like you said, everybody is is really hungry. Don't mean to have a pun there with <laughs> restaurants, but they're hung they're hungry to really reach out to their community and help help these businesses, help these restaurants stay open, um, even you know, and and come back and fare even better when the pandemic's over. So I want to talk, I want to get into the nitty gritty of the app itself. You, you mentioned that, you know, coding so you can work on this app is, did, is that 
sort of along the same lines of what you were doing before? Or was this something new you had to learn to create the app? No, it's something we definitely knew before. And our employees that work on our Agilient side of our business were able to share and using with the Curve and Go app also. Um, you know, creating custom mobile apps is part of what we do for what I consider the business that pays us. Um, and then we're able to utilize, like you just said, that knowledge base and technology and the way we're able to create and structure that to then just create Cur- Curb and Go also um, over, you know, and then I'm able to s- share then my resources between the two types of businesses. And they really understand what we're trying to do and help the community. So even though, you know, we're not asking any money or any type of compensation from our restaurants or our customers, our users, you know, definitely my company and myself, you know, we've put in quite a bit of money and resources and time into the app ourselves. Do you think that's something that you can sustain or will you have to start charging at some point? I eventually would like to monetize the app um, just so we can stay afloat. You know, obviously I can't keep doing this for free forever, but I will never ever do a commission-based model like the other apps do. It's very, very expensive for the restaurants and the small businesses to pay, you know, these commission percents off the bill. Um, Instead, I'd like to go to more of a subscription-based model, something very small, um, monthly fixed rate type of subscription. So not only, again, the the, um, restaurants and small businesses know exactly what they're going to spend every month and know more. Um, So then they can budget that on an ongoing basis. But then I'm able to obviously utilize some of that revenue to really put it back in the app and keep continuing to make it better sounds like this is something that you want to keep going inevitably. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I don't, I don't expect to maybe, um, you know, monetize this maybe for a few more months, let the restaurants really be able to kind of recover, maybe open up some more. They have outside dining here in California open, you know, right now, I know the rest of the country is a little bit more open than we are out here in California. Um, but really let these restaurants recover over here in the next couple of months and then be able to um, you know, ask for a, a monthly subscription, again, that's affordable for them. So we can continue, like you said, Curb and Go for many years down the road and really partner with our restaurants and keep making it better. You know, What else can we do? What other features can we add? How do we make it even better for both the restaurants and the users? What kind of features do you have on this app? Is there anything that separates you from the, the big name apps that are out there already? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, a lot of the features you'll notice on the user side of the app are very similar to the other online ordering apps. We did that on purpose because we wanted the learning curve to be super quick. We wanted people to be able to realize how to find restaurants, how to order, how to pay, how to do all that very easily. So we purposely made um, what we consider the user interface or the, the way the look and the feel very similar to the other apps. So I hope you know, a lot of your listeners download the app and check it out and feel the same way. Some of the other things that we really like about the user app that's maybe not available there is, you know, it's multi-language. There's five different languages, including Spanish, that you can toggle to with just one click of the button. 
um, which is super cool. The thing that really makes us different too is the what we consider the admin app or the restaurant side. Um, we had heard some of the um, complaints and some of the um, ideas that our restaurant owners had to make that that backend or that admin app even better where they receive the orders um, from the customers. And one of the main things we did there was um, be able to add a status button, status buttons saying, you know, ready in 10 minutes, ready in 30 minutes, ready in 40 minutes, and they can just toggle through those statuses button and it pushes notifications out to their customer, which is really nice. And then the final kind of main difference or the thing that we find that really separates us is the way that they're able to manage the menu. With one touch of a button, you're able to turn on and off items. So say you run out of something, you can turn something off within seconds and have it drop out of the app. So nobody can order it anymore. You can change prices, you can add discounts, you can add items really, really easily and quickly because um, we know how busy those restaurant owners are. But it's very important to keep that updated in the app for the, for the consumers so they don't order something that maybe you're out of. Yeah, so how about a special of the day? Like when you walk into a restaurant and there's the chalkboard at the entrance mm -hmm. and you see the special of the day, wouldn't that be something, or tell me if it is, uh, if they yeah. have a special, can they blast that out to their customers and give the customer a notification? Yeah. Absolutely. You know, new items can be blasted out to their customers. Um, like you said, too, they can actually add special menus for like Taco Tuesday that is just specifically for those special menu items. And again, a lot of that customization we really built into that back end app. So the restaurant owners have a lot of flexibility with that. Yeah, that's great. Um, so when 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 we were talking about the uh, the fee based uh, apps, some of those fees go to delivery drivers. Is that something mm -hmm. that uh, is our is, delivery drivers a part of your app, or is it just pickup only? Great, yeah, great question. So currently, we are just a pickup slash carry out app. However, if the restaurants have their own drivers, um, you know, that maybe they've hired for just their restaurant, we do have delivery functionality in the app we can turn on and off um, for those particular restaurants. Um, you know, eventually we'd like to expand out to more delivery and stuff, but here right now, the best thing to do um, is to place orders through Curb and Go and then swing over and just carry it out. Okay, that that's that's a model that I can work with. It's uh, you know I like to pick, I like to go and pick up my food personally, so that's, yeah. yeah. We're finding a lot, yeah, a lot of people like the quality a little bit better when they carry out and have their food. Plus, a lot of people just due to um, you know COVID and pandemic, the idea of less people touching their food in the bag makes people feel much more comfortable about carry out. Absolutely. What kind of geographic range do you have right now as far as your restaurants and customer base for the app? Good question. So most of our 100 restaurants, 100 plus restaurants are here in Southern California. Um, like I mentioned, LA County, Orange County and Riverside County. We're starting to get down into San Diego County too. So we're kind of extending there. We're also talking to many different restaurants in our neighboring states. I've had lots of other states um, 
contact us, um, Nevada, Utah, and Idaho. I've also had, I think word has gotten out again through the media outlets, even across the country. I've been talking to um, restaurants in um, Texas and Tennessee, which has been super exciting. And believe it or not, we're even starting to get some um, global um, interest, both Australia and Netherlands. I've had people reach out and ask about how the app would work in their countries. And they've gotten word from it. Super, super exciting to think that we could be global um, sooner than later. It's, it's been really mind blowing. If you were to tell me a year ago, Cameron, I'd be sitting here on a podcast with you talking about, you know, what we're doing in Curb and Go and media outlets and Australia, I would say you, you are crazy. Um, I would never have any inkling of idea that we would be here today doing this kind of, um, you know, traction and, and being able to touch so many people out there. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. Do you use the app? I do use the app. I use it quite often. So when you use the app and go and pick up your food from these restaurants, they're like, hey, I know who you are. They do, because of course, my favorite restaurants are on the app. Um, so I definitely use the app. And I, like I said earlier, I'm a working mother um, with my own business. So I, you know, carry out food um, during pandemic has been a lifesaver. I don't know about you, Cameron. I didn't really realize how much carry out from our favorite restaurants has really expanded during pandemic. You know, you don't just need fast food anymore. You can have really nice nice meals from some great restaurants they packaged up really nicely in a carryout form and even cocktails and, and alcohol can really go in a carryout form but that was not really before pandemic speaking of carryout something that i'm starting to notice which i really appreciate is a lot of restaurants will now ask if you want the plastic utensils and the napkin and you know that little package because I'm going home. I'm not going to use those little plastic things. Guess what? Those are going in the garbage. Mm-hmm. And and it irks me to no end that, you know, they a lot of these restaurants just throw those in there. And so I think a lot of them, maybe it's a cost-saving thing, or maybe a lot of them are environmentally conscious, but I, I appreciate that I'm being asked more and more now. Absolutely. No, I think restaurants, like you said, are getting more and more used to packaging and understanding how to do, you know, carry out type food and becoming smarter and smarter about the way they do it. Um, Because it's changed a lot since pandemic. Um, And it's really now a part of our lives. It really is. And it's not just carry out like you carry it to your car and go home with it. Here in California, you know, we're able to sit outside at these restaurants. But, you know, you have to order your food as if it's carry out. I can't remember the last time I ate on an actual plate at a restaurant. You know, it's it's either it's either a styrofoam tray or a cardboard box or something. But, yeah, it really is a part of our lives now. And, you know, I don't I don't even bat an eye when when it happens. It's just become something that we're all used to. Yeah, and I've had some people ask me about Curb and Go and what do I think the traction will be even after pandemic and everything opens back up. And to be honest with you, I'm not worried. Um, Because again, the reason I'm doing Curb and Go originally was to help small businesses so and restaurants. So if they can open back up and, you know, increase revenue, then I'm winning anyway. That's what I want. But I also think us as consumers 
have changed our behavior forever. When it comes to carry out, we will never, I think we will never go back to our old ways and we will now use carry out as an everyday or every week type of, um, of way we feed our families. Um, and we're changed, we're changed forever now due to that. So I think Curb and Go will continue to grow at the rate that we saw during pandemic. And if not more so. Absolutely. Well, it's a really good thing that you created. And, you know, I, it's my heart goes out to you. It's, it's just amazing that, you know, you've, you're, you're changing lives with this app and people are, are grateful that you're doing this. So I can't thank you enough. Thank you so much. I really feel that way too. And I really want to thank you for having me here today to talk about it and be able to highlight what we're doing. I really appreciate it. Now I have the app on my phone and I know which restaurant I'm ordering from. So I'm going to go and do that. Yay! Sarah, before we go, can you tell our listeners where they can find the app and where they can find you if they need mm -hmm. web services? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so anybody can find um, Curb and Go in both of the stores for Apple and for, for Android. Um, don't forget, it's Curb with a K, K-U-R-B, space, N, space, G-O, um, and download the app today. That'd be great. You can also check us out on our website, www.curbingo.com, K-U-R-B-N-G-O.com. I'd also love for you guys to check out um, my software business, Agilient. It's A-G-I-L-E-I-E-N-T dot and no matter where you are in the country or the world, if you want Curb and Go in your area, please reach out to Sarah and let her know. Let's get it out there. We Let's get that. it out there to the world. Thank you so much. I would love that for sure. Thank you for coming on, Sarah. I appreciate it so much, Cameron. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy Sarah came on the podcast to share her story with us. It's like all the right pieces came together for her to be able to do this, utilizing the resources of her company to create something that has such a big impact on the community around her. We truly need more people like this in the world. I would like to thank you, the listener, for joining us today to listen to this incredible small business story. Don't forget to hit submit so you can hear all of my upcoming episodes with more fun and inspirational stories from small business owners. If you would like to see our guest bios and be part of the discussions behind the scenes, you can find us on Facebook. Just type in my bright idea and join the group. If you or anyone you know would like to be a guest on the podcast, please visit mybrightideapodcast.com go to be a guest and submit your story there. And one more thing to note, it turns out making a podcast can be expensive and a little tiring. So if anybody would like to show support by buying me a cup of coffee, you can do so at my website as well. Thank you, everyone. I wish all of you an abundance of success and happiness. And I really am ordering dinner tonight through Curb and Go. There's a cheeseburger out there with my name on it. See you next time.